At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is the Greg Peterson Experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. Hour number three of the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. And we've got a great hour coming up for you as we've got a lot of good college basketball action that is going to be happening on this Tuesday. We're going to be breaking down more games, trying to get you guys more trips to the window, be able to find some money on this card, whether it be big games or small games. And then along the way, we're going to be having some good chatter as well as it is the cycle of life when it comes to sports in general and also movies as the Oscars is coming up. And we welcome on Tom Cunningham in about 15 minutes. He does a great job over at runyourpool.com. We're going to be taking a look at some college basketball. If we've got some time, some NBA, and we're taking a look at it in terms of the Oscars future market as well. So a little bit of everything coming up on this hour. And it would not be like this show to neglect the Big 12 because I really do feel like this is the top conference in all of college basketball. I do feel like whoever is get, able to get through this conference and win the conference deserves a whole heck of a lot of kudos. And one of those teams that is looking to do so right now is Kansas. And I've actually seen a little bit of a line move against the Jayhawks. Let's dive in. 643-644 on the betting board with Kansas. They opened up as a 10-point favorite. They are now a 9 to a 9.5 point favorite. I'm still seeing 110 out there, but we have seen this move downward, and the total on this game is 145.5. I set Kansas as a 9.5 point favorite, so 10 or more was my buy point on Texas Tech, but seems as though the money is coming in on Texas Tech, and Texas Tech has been able to do a better job recently. Fardos Amek coming back has been absolutely massive for this team, and I've had to adjust my power ranking on Texas Tech. As a result, I feel like they're playing like a top 25 team with Amec back in the fold as if you take a look at what he did while he was at Utah Valley last season, he was one of the best players in all of college basketball, registering nearly 19 points, 13 rebounds, one and a half blocks at six foot 11. He was burying about 43% of his threes. He was banged up throughout much of the year, dealing with a foot issue, but has been able to come back and has really been able to lend a lot of nice production recently for the Texas Tech team as he has had a combined 38 points and 16 rebounds in the last two games for the team. And overall, has been able to give the team at least 12 points and at least six rebounds in each of the last four games. Take a look at the last four games that he's been back and fully healthy for, averaging right around 16 points, nine boards. Team has won three and one in this span. But going up against a Kansas team that has been one of the better teams in all of college basketball, being able to generate turnovers. And it's a Kansas team that just really is a well-built team in general. Now, I will say this also about Kansas. A little bit of a wrench spot on both sides for both of these teams because Kevin McCuller, who was one of the big cogs for Texas Tech last year, he is on the side of Kansas as well. He's been a nice contributor. 12 points, 7.5 boards, 
gives you a block, a steal per game, does a little bit of everything. But on top of that, you also have now Pop Isaac back in the fold for this Texas Tech team. He was out for, I believe it was seven games overall. He's been able to register about 11.5 points, shoots 38% from three-point range. But this is a Kansas team that's good at being able to generate swipes. Guess what this Texas Tech has a tough time doing? Taking care of the ball as they average right around 14 turnovers per contest. So that is far from terrific. It's a Texas Tech team that is a relatively average three-point shooting team. They shoot right around 34.5% from three-point range. And interestingly with Kansas, they're allowing more points per possession when they're at home rather than in a road slash recording environment. I do think that that's going to be ironing out because as we know, Fog Allen Fieldhouse, one of the best home court advantages they're going to find in all of college basketball. And certainly Kansas's offense has seen a nice bump up when they are at Fog Allen Fieldhouse, including Grady Dick, who has really been able to do a great job with his three-point shooting overall for the season, bearing in the neighborhood above 41.5% of his threes. He's been able to register 15 points, five rebounds per game, but when he's at home, he has certainly been a much more supreme scorer as he's been able to shoot right around 43% from three-point range when he has been at Fog Allen Fieldhouse and been able to get a little bit of production recently under Dewan Harris as well. Eight and a half points, 6.3 assists per game. And I do think that this is a bit of a different Kansas team. Where he's just able to give you like six, eight points per game. You don't need a ton of points, but those games where he's been laying those zero, two, even three-point clunkers are where Kansas has really went wrong. I do think that this is going to be a Kansas bunch. It's going to be able to sweep the season series. We saw Texas Tech get down very big the first time around when these two teams met up in late December, early January. You saw Texas Tech from their home crowd have a very big comeback late in that game. I don't think that there's going to be any sort of a comeback on the road for them in this one. I'm willing to lay up to nine with Kansas. So a little bit more of a wait and see mode here. If we get back up to a 10 plus, that'd be my buy point on Texas Tech. But I do think the things are going to be a little bit more contained, especially with Texas Tech turning the ball over as much as they are. So it did sell my total 143 and a half. I'm willing to dive under and for Kansas minus nine or less. That is my buy point on them. This is also going to be a very fascinating matchup as we go to the Big East and this is a game on the top of the betting board. 601-602. Marquette, they're going to be on the road. They're going to be facing off against Butler. Butler is an 8-point underdog. Your total is anywhere between 141.5 and 142. Interesting with this Butler team in that they have not allowed north of 70 points in a game this month. They have not scored north of 70 points in a game this month. And yet we've got a total of which if you add 70 and 70 together, it does not match this total. So... That is something that I always find to be very intriguing, but this is a Marquette bunch that they play at a very up-tempo style. They're right around 70th in the country in terms of total possessions per game. Marquette defense has been able to play much better recently. They've given up 70 points or fewer in five out of the last seven games. They've been able to do so because they do a nice job of generating steals. They get right around 8F to 9 steals per contest. It's a Marquette team that overall, in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis, does rank in the top 100, but they're still outside of the top 50 with this regard. It's been a team that's been a little bit all over the place. As a matter of fact, they're down to 113th in the country with this regard, but with Marquette, all sorts of three-point shooting, and they're very efficient with their offense. Even though they are a team that they play quite a bit more up-tempo, they only turn the ball over about 11 times per game, and a big credit to that is Tyler Kolick. Tyler Kolick in the top five of the country in terms of total assists per game. He's been able to give you 13 points per contest, and they do go up against the Butler team that has been Hit or miss with their offense all season long, to say the least. Last time they were able to break the 70-point plateau, you have to go back to their game against Villanova on January 14th. But with this Butler bunch, you do have quite a few guys that they're able to can some threes. You've got Chuck Harris along Jaden Taylor be able to combine for about 24 points per game. I really like the kid Simeus Lucasius, 6 foot 6 combo player. Gives you 11 points, 4 boards, 3 assists, shoots in the mid-30s from 3-point range. So you got some talent there. And much like Marquette, Butler does have a tough time being able to hit the glass. You've only got one guy that gives you north of five rebounds per game. That would be Manny Bates. He's also been able to throw in there two blocks per game. But it's a Marquette team that their main Achilles heel that is not going to be showing in this game, which is their rebounding. Oso Ogadero was able to give you 13 points, right around five and a half rebounds. Shoots in the mid-30s from three-point range. He is the only guy on this Marquette team that is giving you north of five rebounds per game. But with Marquette, just all sorts of depth with the seam. If it's not one guy, it's another being able to bury those threes. David Joplin 
has been able to do a very solid job. He oftentimes comes in off the bench. He's been able to give the team nine and a half points, shooting 38.5% from three-point range. Olivier, Maximine, Prosper, along Cam Jones have been able to combine for about 27.5 points per contest. But I do think that this summer starting to get a little bit too lofty on Marquette. I did mention the defensive woes, and last time these two teams played, it was a 60-52 to 52 slog. Both of these teams had a really rough time being able to make some threes. I do think that things are going to be a little bit warmer in this game, but that said, you saw someone like an Eric Hunter is able to give you about eight and a half points per game. He's a solid three-point shooter for Butler. Butler should be able to do a solid job of holding up on the glass, and it is a Butler team that they themselves have been able to do a better job recently of being able to cover these spreads. It is a team that after they were in an almighty funk in the month of January, it felt like they were the get-right team in all of college basketball. They've been able to go 3-3 three and three in their last six games, and their losses, they've been relatively close other than that double-digit loss against Villanova. They've been able to cover every single one of their other games here in the month of February. So I do think that you're getting a better effort from Butler. I don't think that you can discount how much Hinkle Field else means as a home court advantage as well. So I did set my number closer to seven. I'm going to be willing to take eight with Butler. And I do think that we've gone down a little bit too low with the total. I do think that with this being more like a six, seven point game with a minute remaining, you get some late game fouling. I do think that Marquette is going to get a little bit more of their tempo in this game. So I did set my total at a 143. I'm going to be willing to go over and I'm going to be willing to take eight with Butler with this game. I do think that it is fascinating because you got a battle of one of the top teams in terms of offense at all of college basketball and one of the worst teams in regards to offense in all of college basketball. This is good old Toledo and Central Michigan. Some action, 613-614 on the betting board. Toledo is on the road, and they are on the road. A favorite of 15 to 15 and a half points, and your total is anywhere between 148 and a half and 149.5. And, and I don't disagree with the line. As a matter of fact, I think it should be higher. I said Toledo is an 18-point favorite, and this Toledo team has been living up to their name. They have been a rocket on offense. Number one in all of college basketball in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. This is a Central Michigan team that is 349th in the country in all of college basketball in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. Toledo, they're right around 272nd in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, but Central Michigan, they've been dealing with the injury to their main scorer, Jesse Zarzula, who's averaging 14 points per game, and they just put up 35 points last Tuesday against Buffalo. Buffalo is a top 20 team in terms of possessions per game. Outside the top 200 in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis, they put up 35 points in that game. That leads me to the under in this spot because you do have a Toledo team that does a good job of being able to hit the glass. Cedric Milner Jr., he's been able to do a good job of being able to team up with JT Shulmate. They combine for about 11.5 rebounds per game. Toledo as a whole, despite being in the top 40 in terms of possessions per game, they only turn the ball over 10 times for contest. They hit the glass. They shoot as a collective 39.5% from three. That is in the top 10 in all of college basketball. I do think that Toledo is going to be able to dominate this game. And this is just slide out a case where Central Michigan, having one guy that gives you north of 4.5 rebounds per game, they're not going to be able to do their part with it. So looking at the under, and I'm going to be willing to lay it with Toledo and coming next we've got to talk some nba and we're going to get in some college basketball picks as well with tom cunningham who does great work at runyourpool.com he joins me on the flip side here on the greg peterson experience on vsim esports bank network at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you are looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN shows and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today for just $9.99. That is at vsin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the sports betting network. Couple with that, you get an email of all the top plays that are made by vsin show us and guests daily. I know that our man Bill does a great job with that. And if you ever miss anything, vsin.com slash picks as well. And we've got one of our Top guests joining me, Tom Cunningham. He does terrific work over there at runyourpool.com. A man that does a little bit of everything. He is joining me to talk college football, NBA, college basketball. We're going to be talking a little bit of Oscars. Unfortunately, I've never found odds for bowling, but I'm sure that if bowling was on the board, you would do that as well. Tom, I always appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Greg. Oh, man, it is going great, my friend. It's always good to have you aboard. And before we dive into college basketball, because I know that you've got a nice strategy for taking a look at these college basketball tournaments, is there anything that you're looking at in terms of the NBA on Tuesday? I know that it can be a little bit of a tough market overnight with just so much load management and seemingly all the star players getting injured as well. Yeah, well, one team that's not really doing any load management right now, well, two teams uh, are both the Washington Wizards and the Atlanta Hawks. Um, there's not a lot of trends I do like in terms of popular markets. I actually like some of the, the player props in this, believe it or not. Um, I'm looking at DeAndre Murray, plus 850 to get a double-double. He's actually seen a double-double in four straight games when taking on the Washington Wizards. So he has really good success against this team. Uh, and look, for plus 850, I think that's quite juicy odds to take for guys who's gotten a double-double in four straight against the team. So I look at that as a possible bet. And then DeAndre Hunter, um, his over under for three points made is only 1.5 at plus 130. Uh, and he's made two three pointers in three straight home games when Atlanta is playing as the favorite. So I look at those two in terms of player props and I really like them. Uh, and so I would look at Deandre Murray, uh, possibly for a double, double at plus 850, really juicy there. And then Deandre Hunter, uh, for over 1.5, three pointers made at plus 130. So it's a pretty good plus value props for the, uh, wizards at Hawks game. I do like that. It's always nice to be able to find some plus money. And the way that some of these NBA players have been going off and having massive games, I don't know if (laughs) any of the guys that you mentioned are going to be going for 71 on Tuesday. But that said, it certainly has been very nice for overbetters in terms of player props. And Tom, I know that you're taking a look at being able to make some money on these conference tournaments as well. And I believe that you've got 
what you like to call a hedge strategy. It might be something oh, yeah. a little bit different, but I'll let you dive into it. How are you going to be playing a lot of these conference tournaments with regards to the futures market? And just what is the main premise around it? I'll give you the floor on this one. Yeah, sure. So it's very similar to a tennis major. Uh, I mean, this really works with Novak Djokovic more than any player or team in any sport when it comes to betting. Uh, you basically take Novak Djokovic before you know Wimbledon starts. Let's just say Wimbledon as an example. Then you just bet his uh, his opponent in single game bets the rest of the way, and it's going to be juicy odds. You're looking at things anywhere from four digit odds plus a thousand plus you know fifteen hundred around that range. Now with these college basketball tournaments, you're not going to get juicy odds like that for underdogs. But I look at let's just say the A Sun right off the bat. Liberty is a minus two thirty favorite. So if you want, you can take Liberty to win the tournament at minus two thirty before the event starts and then just take Liberty's opponents uh, throughout the tournament and hedge that way. So you can do that. Now it depends obviously how much money you want to spend. I'm not going to go through all the math because everyone is different depending on how many units they lay. But uh, you want to look, I guess, for heavy favorites in these tournaments to bet uh, before it starts. And then when the tournament actually gets going, that's when you take the, uh, the underdogs and single game betting. And one difference between these conference tournaments and then something like Novak Djokovic and a tennis major is in these conference tournaments, you're not having to bet every single round against the favorite. Uh, like Liberty, for instance, I believe they only play maybe two or three games at most in the conference tournament. If they get, you know, uh, shot three right games, up yep. to the, yeah, if they get shot up to the quarterfinals immediately, um, where in tennis, Novak Djokovic, you're literally having to bet against them for, you know, however many rounds there's like six or seven rounds in a tennis tournament. So uh, there is a little bit better opportunity in terms of this strategy when it comes to college conference tournaments, only because you're not having to bet every single game within a conference tournament when you are taking the favorite before the tournament begins. Yeah, but I do think that it is interesting to take a look at as well. And is this just sheerly money line bets or will it sometimes be a situation where you might take the spread of an underdog they don't win the game outright but you're able to get to the window if you're like catching 16 points and liberty wins by 14 (laughs) or something of that nature yeah i think that's fine again that comes down to the better um if they're comfortable paying what you'll probably see a minus you know 110 money line for the spread as opposed to going for if you think liberty did not look good in their quarterfinal game and in the semis you want to take the outright underdog for you know plus what 300 uh instead of the spread that's on you. If uh, if you want to take what you just said, a, a large spread in favor of the underdog, sure, Liberty can win the game, but to cover two touchdown spread, uh, it seems a bit of a reach. Then feel free to take the spread for the underdog. And not only that, you would win. If you were to take the spread of the underdog and Liberty still wins, you would still have your futures play alive and you would make money on the single game bet uh, as well. So yeah, that's another strategy of looking at it, Greg. And I do recommend that. So you really want to be careful when you're doing this, know what you're doing, know your math, Uh, but know your strategy entering and how you are going to approach these single game bets. And right now you were mentioning the Atlantic sun. We're seeing one line out there for that Liberty versus Bellarmine game. You're going to be finding much more of these in the AM because a lot of books there are going to wait because Bellarmine, they had to play on Monday in case there's an injury and books have a lot of other games that they are booking as well. (laughs) So there's that aspect of it, but at DraftKings fighting Liberty as a 16 and a half point favorite. So if they don't get the job done against our good friends, Bellarmine, that would be quite a shocker right there. But how are you going to be taking a look at a tournament that is going to be getting going on Tuesday in the Sun Belt? Because this is one that I think is really interesting. You saw quite a few teams coming on late. We saw James Madison be very good out of conference. They flailed a little bit in conference. Southern Miss was honestly your top team in the conference. I like what I've seen out of them. Louisiana's been rock solid. South Alabama's become a chic pick. What are you taking a look at in terms of the Sun Belt? Yeah, well, Marshall would be your go-to because they're the favorite if you want to take this betting strategy that we just went over at plus 200. So they're actually getting pretty juicy odds there for, uh, for the favorite in this field. Like you said, there's a lot of good quality teams in this tournament. I just think the best value does lie with Southern Miss. You hit the nail on the head. They've been the best team in this conference all year. They've had a lot of impressive road wins throughout the season, too. So they've kind of gone under the radar in terms of being a pretty good mid-major team. Uh, When you think about good mid-major teams this year, you think of teams like Bradley, Drake, um, even Oral Roberts, for instance. But I think, you know, Southern Miss, they're right below that, if not right at it. So give me them for plus 450 in terms of a value pick. 
Otherwise, uh, go with Marshall at plus 200 for your uh, your hedging strategy when it comes to taking the favorite. And this is going to be a team that we are not going to be seeing on Tuesday, but the Horizon League tournament gets started. Top two teams are going to be getting a buy. Young Sound State, one of my favorite mascots. The Penguins are the, <laughs> the favorite Penguins. in a lot of spots. You're finding them right around about a plus 180 or so. You might be able to find a two to one, but you're somewhere in that neighborhood. How would you be playing the Horizon League and or the teams that you're taking a look at to perhaps be able to lend a little bit of value? So this one's a little tricky. If you wanna if you wanna take Youngstown State with the betting head strategy we went over, feel free. But keep in mind the number one seed has only won this event one time over the last seven years in the Horizon League tournament. So uh, look, Penguins, sorry, I might stay away from you here, uh, you know, just because of the history. Now, history also says Wright State and Northern Kentucky are very good in this tournament. Uh, they've actually e each won uh, either five of the last six tournaments, I believe it is. And I think the Raiders in the North, they've appeared in eight of ten horizon league championship games so i'm looking at them uh northern kentucky's plus 330 right state is plus 750 pure value tells you the norths between the two i'm fine with that uh if you like cleveland state at plus 330 that's fine too but in terms of value play i like the raiders and the right state raiders they, they just have history on their side and they have the best value so that'd be my value play in this tournament and i'd probably stay away from youngstown state just because history is not kind to the one seed in the horizon league tournament and here's the most valuable betting strategy I can give you in terms of taking a look at conference tournaments. Don't bet UW Green Bay. They are no. so bad. It's not even funny. Or, I, or IUPUI. Get away from uh, them. Hey, IUPUI has actually been able to make you some money against this right. UW Green Bay is just a, objectively <laughs> terrible. Fair. I've someone from the great state of Wisconsin. It's been so difficult <laughs> to watch this team. They should have never fired Link Darner. It's one of the most mismanaged organizations I've really ever seen. They've just become complete sadness. They canned Will Ryan during the season. So boy, yeah. oh boy, it is. I have them actually ranked 361 out of the 363 schools right now. You're so. being generous. You put them in front of two schools. So well, I, New Mexico State folded, so. Oh, there we go. So one school in front of them. But with that said, we're going to continue to take a look at some conference tournaments with Tom Cunningham and we're going to get some Oscars futures with him next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Esports Betting Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. In addition to new shows, VSIN is kicking off new podcasts to give every better insights, tools, and confidence to make smarter betting decisions. VSIN continues to add to its catalog of popular sports betting podcasts to cover every corner of the sports betting menu, no matter what sport you like or how you bet, how experienced you are, you'll find a podcast that is perfect for you, like the VSIN College Basketball Betting Podcast. As some of the best college hoops analysts around, Tim Murray is your main host and is going to get contributions from Matt Humans at Adam Burke. That is three episodes each week. The NHL Hockey Betting Podcast that features Danny Burke and our NHL guru, Andy McNeil. They cover all things hockey twice each week. They're all free and available for download now at VSIN.com slash podcast or wherever you get podcasts. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience. I'm Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Always great to have Tom Cunningham before. He's the opposite of UW Green Bay. He's absolutely <laughs> terrific. And Tom, before we dive into a little bit more college basketball, I know that you're our resident expert for taking a look at Oscars features as well. Has there been anything that you fired in on over the last few last week or so? Or is there anything that you're keeping your eye on? Because the odds have been moving quite a bit. So the SAGs were Sunday. Um, so some odds moved after the SAGs. I took Brandon Frazier for best actor at minus 165. He's now minus 175. So those odds are moving a little quickly. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, she won best supporting actress at the SAGs. Her odds, man, they, they shrink. They went from uh, it was four digits. Now they're plus 175. She's still not the favorite. Angela Bissett uh, went from minus 300 to plus 110. She's still the favorite for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Um, and then Michelle Yeoh. Uh, I actually got her at plus 180 before the SAGs because there is a little uh, person on my shoulder telling me to, to hedge the best actress market uh, just because she had been cleaning up awards left and right. 
Um, and we already had Kate Blanchett at plus 110. So getting EO at uh, plus 180 allows us to hedge bet that market. So we're going to make money, not as much as we want to, but uh, if one of those two win, which they should, we'll be all right there. Uh, I still think Stephanie Hugh, best supporting actress at plus uh, 1,400, 14 to 1, is probably your best long shot play of the evening. Now, she hasn't won an award yet. Uh, but I don't, I'm not sure that really matters. The supporting actress market has been quite up in the air. Uh, Carrie Condon's won an award. Angela Bissett's won an award. Jamie Lee Curtis has won an award. So I'm okay with taking Stephanie Hughes still at plus 1400. I got her at 25 to one, but at 14 to one, that's still a play I, uh, I would recommend taking. And then look, everything everywhere all at once cleaned up at the SAGs. They've been cleaning up awards left and right. Uh, so if you want to get some value on them, best original screenplay, I took that at plus 110. That's still available, although Banshees of Inishiron's probably going to win that at minus 170, I think it is. But, uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for the Oscars. I have my betting ticket ready to go, and I know next week uh, we're probably going to go over all that. So I'll leave that for next week. But, yeah, the SAGs saw a bunch of different odds change, but mainly it was Michelle Yeoh for Best Actress, Brendan Fraser for Best Actor, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis for Best Supporting Actress. Absolutely. I do think that it's going to be so intriguing to take a look at what we get this year because there were a lot of great movies that came out in 2022 and we've been noticing a lot of different award winners with regards to more of these ancillary markets as well which makes it all the more fun and and it's always fun is taking a look at conference tournaments in college basketball as well. And I know yeah. you were talking to me <laughs> off air. Your deadline save in college basketball behind UW Green Bay is right now Long Island. So let's That's take right. a look at that NEC tournament. <laughs> what are you taking a look at in terms of the NEC? Because I feel like this is one of the murkiest tournaments in all of college basketball. Every one of these teams is outside the Kempom Top 275 and... Quite frankly, whoever makes the NCAA tournament probably shouldn't make the NCAA tournament, but the conference is going to get a bid. Yeah, so, you know, this, you know, is kind of was Bryant's conference uh, lately, but they're no longer there. So Fairleigh Dickinson, Mount St. Mary's are probably your two most successful schools uh, historically in this tournament. Fairleigh Dickinson, you can get at uh, plus 300, but if you live in New Jersey, you can't bet on them, so you might as well go with Mount St. Mary's. Um, I, I guess... Mount St. Mary's here. is now in the colonial yeah, too. So. I was going to say, so That's... really you're, you're, you're down to just really fairly Dickinson because both of the two of the top three most historic teams in the NCE are no longer there. So yeah. you might as well go fairly Dickinson at plus 300 for your value play. And you and I were talking about this before Mary Mac at minus 150. They're a team that's under 500 uh, with the 15 and 16 overall record. So if you want to take that hedging strategy with the NEC, uh, where you take the favorite prior, feel free. I'm not sure I'd recommend that with Merrimack here and the NEC. I think Fairleigh Dickinson is uh, the way you go, uh, considering they're one of the most successful teams uh, still in this conference uh, within the tournament. Yep, and correction on myself, it's the Metro Atlantic that the Mount is currently in, and, well, it's just a really sad conference in general. So <laughs> you got that going on. This is a rambunctious conference, so the Colonial, because... With Charleston, they're a team that is going to be right there on the bubble if they are unable to win this conference tournament. They actually aren't even the one seed in this conference tournament. Hofstra made a nice charge towards back half of the season. They're actually the favorite when it comes to the Colonial. What do you make out of this conference, and is there some teams that you feel like might have a little bit of value? Yeah, well, if you can get Hofstra at plus value, uh, I do think that's okay. Uh, again, the hedging strategy would point you to Charleston. Uh, I saw them at minus 110. I think that's fine. Uh, I do think they're the best team in the conference, even with Hofstra getting the number one seed. Uh, I think the value play, though, is UNC Wilmington. They've been really good this year. They've been kind of under the radar. They're a 20-plus uh, win team, and you're getting four digits for them, uh, plus 1,500. That's the only reason I think they're a really good value play here. I do trust them a little bit more than Towson who you could get at eight to one uh, plus 800. Um, so if you're going to give me four digits for a long shot in this tournament, I think UNC Wilmington uh, honestly is a, is a really top contender uh, to consider in the, uh, the colonial. If you're not going to go with Charleston, uh, if you're going to go with Charleston, I really can't argue you. Uh, they've been a top 25 team this year. To me, they are the best team and they've got Pat Kelsey, who's a very underrated head coach, did really good things at Winthrop. So I like Charleston, but if you want to go with the value play, give me UNC Wilmington. I don't know if you've got a value play for this conference or not, but we've got Colgate at minus 240. Apparently, whoever set these <laughs> odds is not much of a crest guy because, well, everyone else is 3-1 to one or 
greater. Is there anything that might be of value in this one? Because right now I'm seeing on the board Colgate is really the biggest favorite. You've got Liberty also at minus 230, but I think Colgate, out of all the conference tournaments that are currently posted up at DraftKings, they're the biggest favorite to be able to come out. Yeah, they are. I know Oral Roberts is near minus 200 territory. Right around, yeah. There. Yeah, they're, they're getting there, though. Um, I don't see any value in the Patriot league tournament. Actually, when we were talking about that uh, hedging strategy with favorites, this would be the tournament I would focus on if that's all you wanted to do, because I look at Navy army, Lehigh, Lafayette, Boston, American. I don't really trust any of them. Uh, American. I actually liked at the beginning of the year. They really faded uh, with the last month and a half of the season. Uh, so if you like value, maybe American at plus eight, at 8,000, maybe they get it going again. I don't trust them though. Uh, Colgate, they've dominated this conference for years. Uh, they're clearly the best team for me. So I think you take the hedging strategy with this conference tournament. And to your point about American, they come in on a six game slide and the team that they play yeah. in the first round, the bracket bus and Bucknell Bison, they lost to them by 20 points when they met up a few weeks ago on their home floor. So less yeah. than savory to say the least in the Patriot league. And you did mention oral Roberts. Is there anyone that you look at as a dark horse in the summit league? Because I take a look at all these conference tournaments. And if there's one that I feel really good about in terms of favorite, rather than everyone else, it is oral Roberts because they've got so many good three point shooters. We all know what they did in the NCAA tournament a few years ago. Oh yeah. And they've got a guy who's seven foot five in Connor Vanover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Oral Roberts a lot. Um, they're one of my favorite teams. I think that they can make some noise in the tournament. Uh, a lot of people are sleeping on them. They're 27 and four. Uh, you just don't do that by accident. You have to be a really good team to do that. There, I mean, there's a case we made they could be a top 25 team uh, by the end of the season. So I do like Oral Roberts, but if you want to look for value, I do think there is one team that does stand out. And it's actually North Dakota State at plus 750, only because they've actually been very successful in this event over over history uh north dakota state they've actually been to four straight summit league championships um so there is that now they've had sort of a down year this year but they have been playing better lately they've been playing really well the last two and a half weeks or so uh now they enter a tournament that they're historically very comfortable in playing with so uh you know if you're looking for a team outside oral roberts i think north dakota state at plus 750 is okay but i'm with you i, I really like oral roberts i think they're a top 25 uh, quality team this year Absolutely. And we've got about one minute left. Is there another conference tournament where you do think that there might be a little bit of value on a team that isn't the favorite? Yeah, uh, let's go to the MVC. Now, I know Drake and Bradley, everyone loves them right now. But uh, for 1,400, for 14 to 1 odds, the Salukis might not be a bad take. Southern Illinois, they've been a decent team this year, 20 plus win team. Uh, and they've competed really well in the conference. Now, again, Bradley and Drake are your top dogs there. Uh, but if you're looking for a really long shot value play in one of these mid-major conferences, I really don't mind Southern Illinois at uh, 14 to one. And then real quick, the big South uh, has kind of been a toss up right now. Now Winthrop's been real successful. So 13 to one for Winthrop, I think it's another good long shot take, uh, but I don't really expect them to win. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of intrigue with regards to these conference tournaments and Tom Cunningham does great work over at run your pool covers a little bit of everything. And we close up shop on the Greg Peterson experience next by giving you my college basketball DK nation pick on the flip side here on Beeson, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. With the Arl of Palmer Open and UFC 285 this week, Head on over to BetRivers Online Sportsbook because BetRivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. For golf fans out there, BetRivers is the place to be for the Arnold Palmer Open with top 10 insurance. Place your, place your pre-tourney bet on an outright winner and the fun does not stop there because BetRivers has you covered with a UFC 285 parlay insurance and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com. Or download the BetRivers app today as it's a whole new game. It's the final segment of the Greg Peterson experience for today right here on Visa and the Sports Fighting Network. And a little bit of a programming reminder, if you're listening to a replay of the Greg Peterson experience coming up next, it is going to be Follow the Money as at 4 a.m. Pacific Time, 7 a.m. Eastern. If you're listening live to the Greg Peterson experience, I believe that you're getting a combination of myself and also some first strike. Dave Ross does a great job with that show as well. I know that that replays a lot as well, and he does a terrific job on that front, and certainly no shortage of things to talk about in the fight game, but no shortage of things to talk about in college basketball as well. We'll lend you guys a little bit of a pro tip here for now it being conference tournament time. Beeson.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport. Keep in mind, not every neutral court is truly neutral. There are going to be tournaments like Oh, I don't know, the Mountain West Conference Tournament that is going to be played next week at literally the home of UNLV. UNLV, you should probably be given a little bit more advantage to than say, oh, Boise State, something like that. And then you've got other conference tournaments that, like the Big Ten, for example, typically they play that in the great state of Indiana. Probably want to be given the Hoosiers a little bit more of a boost than, say, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. So do be keeping that in mind. Not all of these neutral courts are truly neutral. That goes for the NCAA tournament as well. You'll have some teams traveling 50 miles and some teams traveling 2,050 miles. So always do keep that in mind. And let's try to stay out with these ZK Nation picks. It's been a good run. And the only thing that matters is being able to hit this one because you're only as good as your next bet, as they say. I think that that might be a little bit harsh, but that said, you always want to be trying to just be able to put your next foot forward as we go 621-622 on the betting board. Indiana is going to be playing us to Iowa. Iowa is a 5.5-point underdog. I'm seeing a stray 6 out here at circa mostly 5.5, though. Total on this game is ranging between 154.5 and 155.5, and and we've already seen a little bit of a drop in this total as it did open up at 156.5. My write-up is going to be on the under. We have noticed in the Big Ten all season long, very demonstrative home and road splits. I'm sure that there have been many of you guys have been betting the Big Ten. And, well, if you've been taking a look at the Big Ten, you've been noticing that the home teams have been doing quite well this year. And that bears itself out 
with regards to offensive and defensive splits as well. This is an Iowa bunch that has been really good with their offense at home. This is an Iowa team that has been really bad with their offense on the road. As a matter of fact, they have the largest home and road split in all of college basketball in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis. They average 24.4 points fewer per 100 possessions away from home than at home. And this pairs itself out with a three-point shooting. This team shoots 39.3% from three-point range at home. That's a top 40 mark in all of college basketball. They're fourth worst in the country with their three-point shooting percentage away from home. 26.2%. I mean, that is a almighty drop-off right there, and they probably used up all their threes to be able to come back against Michigan State as well. I'm not much of one for the do-for-one theory, but they got some good fortune with regards to being able to make that comeback, and you've got to wonder the psyche of both of these teams because you had an Indiana team that they went to West Lafayette, they were able to knock off Purdue, an absolutely massive win for them. Iowa, in that game against Michigan State, I mean, if you had Michigan State, that might be the worst beat of the year, and we've seen a lot of bad beats in college basketball. So, yeah, that was less than terrific, to say the least. Thoughts and prayers if you had Michigan State on Saturday. But you take a look at this Indiana team, and they've got some very big home and road splits with regards to their defense as well. It's an Indiana team that overall ranks right around 71st in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. They give up 14 points fewer per one-arm possessions at home rather than in a road-slash-recorded environment. And when these teams met up the first time around, it was a 91-85 to game. You've got an Iowa team that has gotten to at least 75 points in every single one of their home games thus far this year. They have scored 68 points or fewer in each out of their last four road games as well. So, I mean, that leads into it even more as well, but... In terms of that game, you saw Iowa bearing a bunch of threes. I don't think that that's going to be the case this time around. And ever since that game, we have also seen a downshift from Indiana. Indiana, at the time, they were a top 75 team in the country in terms of total possessions per game. They're now clocking in 175th as they have seen a drop of nearly six and a half possessions per game ever since the first time these two teams hooked up. Meanwhile, you've got an Iowa team that they get throttled down when they're away from home because... They're making fewer threes. They're less in rhythm. They're, as a matter of fact, playing at a rate of about 4.8 possessions per game fewer when they are away from home rather than at home. So that bears itself into the reason why Iowa's offensive numbers do drop so much. And then you've got Trace Jackson Davis, who does an absolutely terrific job down low for this Indiana team. He's been able to give you darn near 20 points. His 11 rebounds and 2.9 blocks per game among qualifying D1 players. Both of those rank fourth, or both of those rank sixth in their respective categories. Flip side, you do have Philip Proprietor who does a solid job down low for Iowa along with Chris Murray. Both of these guys both give you about eight or so rebounds per game. And for Iowa, take a look at both home and road combined. Each of the top seven scores shoot between 31 and a half and 33 and a half percent from three point range. It's just all the same guy. And then Jalen Ochefino. Flip side for Indiana. I don't think that he's going to duplicate the north of 30 points that he had against Purdue, but he certainly has been able to come alive for the team, giving you about 14 points, four boards, four assists, has been able to shoot it well from three-point range. Tamar Bates along with Miller Cup are combining shoot over 42% from three-point range. Both of these guys have been nice contributors for Indiana, and then you've got guys like Malik Renu, Race Thompson, that do a good job of manning things down low. So I did set Indiana in this ordeal as a favorite of six points. I'm going to be willing to lay the five and a half but my right up here, that is going to be on the under. I set my total at a 150, so still some value, even though we have seen this total move downward just a little bit. We'll get you out of here on this nice Big East game as we go to 631, 632 on the betting board. Villanova, it's road face off against Seton Hall. Seton Hall, a one and a half to a two-point underdog. Your total on this game is 130 and a half, and I did set my total at 128. Last time these two teams played, neither team was able to get to 60 points. I remember being out to dinner with my wife while this game was wrapping up. And if you took Villanova in this one, that was not too terrific. They were up 13 points with three minutes remaining. They did not cover that game. That was bad, to say the least. Villanova has been doing a much better job with their defense, though, ever since Justin Moore has gotten back in the fold. Moore has lived up to his name. He's been able to give you more. The team has given up 70 points or fewer in all but one of the games since he has returned. This for a Villanova team that's right around 200th in the country in terms of points allowed on a per-possession basis. You do have a Seton Hall team that I was talking about home and road splits in the Big Ten. We've taken a look at them in the SEC. 
on this show as well. And Seton has some pretty demonstrative home and road splits when it comes to their defense as well. They are 34th in the country in terms of points a lot under per possession basis. They give up right around 9.1 points fewer per one hour possessions at home rather than in a road slash neutral court environment. Now, Seton has been dealing with a little bit of an injury to Godari Richmond. He did not play in the team's last game against Xavier and you saw Seton all get clobbered in that game, and Kadari Richmond is a little bit of a do-it-all player. Ten and a half points, five boards, four assists, shoots about 40% from three, but having Trey Davis along with Elamir Dars does combine for about 38% from three. That's big. You've got a team in Seton all that I think should be able to win the battle on the glass. Casey Ndefu, eight points, six boards, a block per contest. Meanwhile, for Villanova, you do have Caleb Daniels, Eric Dixon. These two guys have been able to combine for about 32 points per game. It's a Villanova team that leads the country. In terms of free throw shooting percentage, I do think that Seton Hall is going to be able to stay disciplined in this game with regards to fouling. Now, the one place where Seton Hall is not disciplined, that'd be the turnovers. 14 and a half turnovers per game. They go up against the Villanova team that really doesn't force a lot of turnovers. So Villanova, a very slow, methodical team. They are outside the top 280 in terms of total possessions per game. Seton Hall, a little bit more of a mid-tempo team, but they're not a team that's looking to go overly up-tempo as well. So I do think that this is going to lead to another little bit of a lower scoring slog. I do think that Seton Hall is going to be able to get their revenge in this spot as well. It's a Seton Hall bunch that I did make a two-point favorite in this ordeal. They were just, quite frankly, unable to get shots to fall the first time around when these two teams met up. I do like the defensive fortitude that you do have with the Seton Hall team. And Seton Hall does a little bit of a better job of ripping the ball away. It is a Villanova bunch that has been able to take care of the ball. They only turn the ball over right around 11 times for contest. So I do think that this is going to be a slowed down, a little bit more of a grimy game. I did set my total at 128. Willing to dive under with Seton Hall. Made them a two-point favorite. So I'm going to be one to take them outright on the money line. Do keep in mind the pro tip that I gave out a little bit earlier in this segment. Not all neutral courts are neutral. Conference tournaments, they are now in full swing. So keep in mind the travel that these teams are going to be going through for these conference tournaments. And keep in mind that follow the money with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. That starts at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play the wait is almost over get ready for the 2024 nfl season as the full schedule is announced every rivalry every rematch every rookie debut every game revealed the 2024 nfl schedule release presented by verizon coming in may live on nfl network espn2 and streaming on nfl plus terms and conditions apply to nfl plus visit nfl.com schedule release to learn more